Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You're listening to Batman on Film. I'm vengeance. I have given a name to my pain. Welcome to the Batman on Film Social Hour. This is episode 95 in the 18th chapter of the Batman, chapter by chapter. My name is Mike Karami, and I am uh, an amateur BOF contributor to the show, and I'm joined, as always, with BOF founder, Bill Jet Ramey, my father. How are you doing today? I'm Micah. I'm doing, I'm doing well. Give, us, uh, is... give, give, give the audience a 15-second uh, review of Black Adams that you saw it last night. Uh, just like I told you all a few minutes ago, I would say Black Adam is slightly above average with some cool characters, especially Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. And um, the movie has its moments, highs and lows, I would say. But I recommend it. You're going to do a Ramey review on YouTube? I reckon I'm going to try to get in okay. there in the studio okay. and do one. But uh, All right. Yeah. Very good. He reckons. That's like a guarantee. <laughs> And yes. the man speaking there is uh, also joining us today, BOF senior contributor and host of the Batman oh. Book Club, Ryan Lauer. How you doing, sir? Uh, good. It's good to see you here in the throne around these here parts of BOF, Micah. Yeah, you know, this is episode 95. Do you know what Dallas Cowboy, the greatest 95 of all time is? Go ahead, Bill. That's a question for you. Chad Hennings. Yeah. Chad Hennings. <laughs> Obviously. Chad, Chad Hennings, Hennings. He was a uh, he was an Air Force veteran, graduated he from the is. academy. Yep. Yeah, wow. defensive so, tackle, nineteen ninety two to two thousand. Yeah, I feel eleventh so round draft pick when they had like uh, two hundred and seventeen rounds of the NFL draft. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, when do they stop doing that? That's kind of insane to draft. Late nineties, they knocked it. You know, kept it. Went to eight. You know, yeah. There used to be like. 27 like he was a 27th round draft pick <laughs> back in the day wow. for real <clears throat> oh, back people sit and watch things to cut that's back when the draft was nothing not it was not you know nothing like it is it's an event today it's like yeah. huge but back then it was just they met in new york at a hotel and just did it without any fanfare whatsoever. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. So how would you find out about it? And then just like in the Dallas morning news yeah. or something like that? Yeah. I think uh, I'm just going back. I, the, the first 
like when they would introduce draft picks, I would just, I remember, I remember Aikman in 89, but before, and I was, you know, hell, I was out of high school. I graduated college in 89. So it just wasn't a big deal, even in the seventies and eighties, but there was huge growth with the NFL in the nineties. And you can think that you can, you can thank Jerry Jones for that. Yeah. That's why, that's why he's in the hall of fame. He took the NFL to a new level. So anyway, well, I, I'm on it. You got me on a, go. a, a sports history tangent. So I mean, let's, let's, just, let's just detour that then. All right. Dallas Cowboys season, 1991. All right, Bill, let's break it down. Game one. <laughs> I believe they got smoked by the Philadelphia Eagles. Damn, to be honest. on it today. My goodness. Rough day. They ended up in 91. They ended up winning, like going on a seven game run at the end and getting in the playoffs. Troy Aikman got hurt. Steve Berline took over. Ah, Berline. And they lost the first round to the – no, no, no. They won the first round. They beat the Chicago Bears. And then they lost the second round to the Detroit Lions. Oh. And then 91. Of course, we know what happened the year after, and the year after, and then two years after that. When just went – when three Super Bowls out of four. So, so what you're yeah. telling me is the Cowboys can survive with a backup quarterback and then also win Super Bowls with their main quarterback when he comes back? Yes. Yep. That's so exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Ryan, how, how was the, today? What was the, what happened? What was the outcome of the 95 Michigan Wolverines season? Uh, that was. I thought it was the outcome of the 96 um, was when they won the national championship and it was okay. January 1997 to so 95. I'm not sure. I also wasn't really wow. watching then. Okay. Um, yeah, What's, they didn't, what, they, they did fine in 95, but ni- I think, yeah, the 96 season, which then I think the national championship, that was when Brian Greasy was the quarterback. Brian Greasy. And, um, That's Bo Schimblecker. Shim. That's uh, I, I butchered his I name. That was uh, Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr. Yeah. Um, okay. And then it was, yeah, Tom Brady. And then the last like known on the main stage uh, was Rose Bowl, and that was Tom Brady's senior year, and they won the Rose Bowl. It would have been I don't know ninety nine. There you go. Anyways, and then obviously uh, neither one of them went on and did anything. So, yeah, they just went into obscurity. Tongue firmly <laughs> in cheek. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's get this back on track. I can really, I could go off on a tangent. You know that. I can go off on tangents. All right, Michael. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. To get back on track today, we're talking about the two deleted scenes. You can find them easily on YouTube or HBO Max, but I believe all three of us watched them from the Blu-ray, which come with director's commentary from Matt Reeves. And I'm, I'm sure you could find those as well. I don't think they're available on HBO Max with a commentary. I actually looked, and maybe I overlooked that, but I'm sure you can I don't. One yeah, I use the Blu-ray, so. They're, uh, they are available on, on YouTube. I mean, somebody's even uploaded where it's like each deleted scene followed by each deleted scene with commentary. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's actually where I watched it. So <laughs> I mean, they ended my Blu-ray so, yeah. today. Yeah. So first time this whole chapter by chapter, I had to watch it online. But it happens. You're, Sorry, you're going to get your Batman card taken away. I, I know it'll get taken <laughs> away. My show will get shut down. You'll stop yeah. posting it on BOF. <laughs> yeah. So right. I guess we'll start with yeah. uh, the Joker deleted scene. Matt Reeves calls it the unseen prisoner. Um, mm. I believe when it was. Announced. I know you guys did a BOF social hour talking specifically about this when it was released. What was it in July, June, around there? Kind of like to lead mm-hmm. more promotion, or maybe it was earlier than that. To kind of like, April. Yeah, I want to say honest. April. You're right because it was kind of like to jumpstart more like a promotion for the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and had to do with like the Rotella dot com and all that. Yeah. So there's another BOF social hour out there if you want to watch listen to like more of the breakdown of the announcement and, and everything like that. But we'll just get into uh, the Joker scene. How did you guys think about it? I'll just start with you, Bill. How'd you, how'd you feel about it? And uh, 
Do you think it should have been included in the movie? Because that's like the main thing I I kind of want to talk about is was it necessary to be deleted? Um, I think I, I I get why it was taken out. Um, it is <clears throat> it might have taken away a little bit of the the confrontation that Batman has with the Riddler at Arkham. Same, they put him in the same uh, visitation block or whatever you want to call that at Arkham. But uh, I really, I, it, it's, we'll get into the details, but just to answer that question. Yes. I think I get why it's taken out. You had added, I mean, it's, it's five minutes, but so it takes place after, after um, what the hell is going on here? That guy, right? After yeah. they go to the morgue and yeah. Batman finds the another card. And just listen to the Reeves. He said Batman's getting disturbed why he's sending these cards to him. So that's why he goes to the to Arkham to get more insight. But I'll just yes, I think I get why it's taken out, and I'm glad they released it so we could talk about it. But I don't think it needed to be part of the film necessarily. Yeah, I can agree with that. How, how do you feel about it, Ryan? I too, am, uh, I'm fine with it not being included in the movie. Um, just it's easier. That the fact that I saw the movie and it wasn't included in the movie, I accepted the fact of like, well, I'm not going to go back and be like, oh, this should have been included and blah blah blah, and just being fine with that. And then in watching it too, I just I really. And then listening to like Reeves's comments about why it wasn't included in the movie and stuff, all of it just does make sense. And so I don't know how much of it is my own thoughts merged with what he said. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just, I am glad that it's there as an extra for all of us to just go and seek out if we want to. And by many people who probably don't even know it exists, uh, watch the movie. Uh, and then when they watch the sequel, who knows if the Joker is going to be in it at all or whatever, they won't feel like they're missing out on anything either. Like they can't make sense because they didn't watch the deleted scene. You know, it's, it's completely fine. And I do like, I think as Reeve said something of maybe it's, it's like a little short film just on the side mm -hmm. that you can watch and, and fit into the universe. I think it was a very cool, I mean, I mentioned earlier about a, a promotional tool for the movie. I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever seen that before where they release a deleted scene, like while the film is still in the movies. So mm -hmm. while you think you've seen everything you haven't yet. Um, and at first, before I listened to the director's commentary, which I think Reeves talks about the film in depth in, uh, in that video. Mm -hmm. But before I was kind of upset that it wasn't the movie just because it was so damn good, but it definitely like, my father says kind of dilutes the final confrontation between Batman and Riddler. Cause technically if you, if you watch the theatrical cut, it is the only, or without the deleted scene, it is the first time he goes to Arkham. Um, and, but I just, I think this scene is just so incredibly well done. From yes. An acting level, especially one from a cinema cinematography level of, joker being i mean it's called unseen prisoner for a reason where you know it's joker for sure but it's it's just he's faded enough where you can't make out those you know joker those joker details that we know and he looks new and, and completely different something we haven't seen before and i love how just like with the riddler scene how whenever the camera shifts changes the audio changes so instead of hearing it from a microphone you hear it from the man personally um, how'd you guys feel about uh, this version of the Joker, Barry Keegan? He was pretty ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like in comments, so I think a, an obvious inspiration here from Reeves and Company was Libra Mayo's Joker from the book Joker. Um, I think to me, the biggest identifier there is, is the teeth and the mouth. Um, but it's just, I mean, and I think Bermeo has said comments, it's a fascinating thing of almost like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be rooting on the Joker period. And there's a very, and 
and then my thoughts is like, well, it's very obvious, I think, from people because people are genuinely superficial. Of it's easier to not root for somebody when they look like uh, really ugly and it's a villain. And I think that that was it was just uncomfortable, even though he's mostly blurred out, uncomfortable to look at. And in the end, I do think that that is we have not had that with a live action Joker yet. Um, like they it's it's looked genuinely like. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's I mean, Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, arguably the best Joker in live action it's not like he was necessarily like ugly to look at or uncomfortable to look at. I think even Leto's, which did have the, you know, chalky skin and all that, it wasn't like uncomfortable to look at. Like this, this is an uncomfortable person to look at. So it's unsettling. And I think a lot of reactions to that was, you know, they were mixed and all over the place of, you know, of trying, you know, there were, uh, some claiming that like they're trying too hard to try and make it something different and that there is a Joker look, just do the Joker. And I, I don't know. We'll see, see what it does and what it works. Cause with the angle of uncomfortability, I mean, from, from the get go, we're not going to be, I just don't think we're going to ever be rooting on this Joker. I'm just being like, Oh man, he's so awesome. And you know, I hope he, hope he beats Batman or anything because there, there is that just unsettling vibe with him period yeah you've you have to do something different aesthetically yeah. because you've had of course i mean before this you had jack nicholson you had mm-hmm. Heath ledger you've had leto and you've even you know throw in joaquin phoenix so you have to do something different and unique if they had done anything like let's i what you know what the argument is they should have done traditional joker well you kind of got traditional joker with jack nicholson so if you go that route you're going to get well now they're just copying this or they're copying that they're you know so i mean you if you show someone a picture of that again right mm-hmm. show someone a picture just out in the street who is this they would say the joker i mean palish skin green hair grin and this one permanent grin um reeves also said besides bermejo and it's actually that 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 joker he did for batman on film back in the day that that, peeled the peeled back lips Mm -hmm. as opposed to the way the joker in the joker graphic novel but um reeves mentioned uh they went back to like the man who laughs the silent movie that inspired uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger, or I should say Bill Finger and Jay Robinson, Jay but Robinson. it's a different story altogether. And also the Elephant Man, hmm. and the fact that um, he didn't want to go with, you know, the vat of acid thing or the 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 cut smile thing. We've been there, so he does it where he's had this affliction since birth. So. It, it helped form him to be what he is because he's been an outcast. And, and like you said, it's hard to look at Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. so he's been hard to look at and had that reaction his whole life. So I'm perfectly fine. And also Reeve says, you know, he's not yet the Joker. He's going to become the Joker, but he's not what we know as the Joker just yet, even though Batman has had a confrontation with him before, which was on purpose. Reeves put also mentioned, and I like when he says, uh, what's he tell Batman? It's uh, almost our anniversary when he comes in. Yeah. yeah. So, but I yeah. Think as, you, as you said too, if he's becoming like, he's not yet the Joker. Um, if, and when that time comes where he's out of Arkham, like right now he's not in charge of his look. Yeah. And by that, I mean, he's out of Arkham. He gets to choose his clothes. He gets to choose if he wants to cover up some of his you know, disfigurings and stuff with mm-hmm. with white makeup. Uh, it, maybe he wants to, I don't know, do something more. Th- I don't know, do something that wear a purple suit when he, yeah. he's in charge. Like, I don't know, the endless possibilities that could lean more into the quote unquote classic Joker uh, when he's, I mean, when you think about it in that 
that look when he's in charge of, you know, of his own aesthetic because he's not underneath, you know, under the guards at, at Arkham, you know, and I think yeah. I know that that's thinking like really deep into it to where it doesn't matter, but sometimes there's just such a, a strong reaction to things when it's like, that's oh, okay. I mean, of course, everybody's allowed to have a reaction. Um, everybody has a reaction, um, but the heavy ones, it's like, well, let's see where, let's see where this goes. I think yeah. what's really interesting about this Joker is it, it always seems that every incarnation that Joker isn't always necessarily the greatest guy. Then the, the physical change, whether it be that of acid or, you know, him cutting himself, whatever ledger did is that was the moment he really started becoming the Joker. But what's <laughs> even more interesting is this Joker has been like this his entire life. So he's had an mm-hmm. entire life of learning how to be a manipulator. And I mean, Reeves talks about that while most people would be, afraid and, and hate and depressed they have this type of scarring this joker seems to own it mm-hmm. yeah and use it against people and manipulate them um and reeves spends a lot of time talking about how he's uh, a manipulator i like how in the scene that or at first with batman he he seems very friendly and excited to see batman and then quickly becomes like almost like an analyst very hannibal lecter with kind of dissect dissecting this riddler yeah. case file Oh, and he, he gets, turns a switch and becomes yeah. that manipulator. At yeah, the end, very. Quickly. He gets he gets into Batman's head very very fast once he gets those files. And I don't know if y'all got this, but it seems like Batman is all he went there wanting to get insight into um, the serial killer he's looking for now from a serial killer he took out a year before, but he's almost, it seems like he's a little bit apprehensive to talk to the Joker, maybe because he knows how uh, the Joker is going to try to get into his head pretty quick, which he does, you know, and Batman's just like, I'm getting the hell out of here. You know, it's, he's got a different, he's got a different demeanor there at Arkham with the Joker than he does with, the Riddler later on in the in the film that we see uh, or the scene we see actually see in the film. Yeah, it's a whole control factor too. Going into the Joker's, he feels like he's in control. When he goes to Riddler, he's not in control. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know. I also like. I mean, that's part of the scene being omitted. I think it might have. To me, I think it might have detracted a little bit for the Riddler scene later on. Because Riddler scene later on, all of us are watching. We're like, "Oh shit, he's going to Arkham. He's going yeah. to like, and it's big." And then that whole moment that Bill, you and I've talked about in a chapter by chapter of like, that's a big scene. It's a great scene. Not saying it would have been lessened, but it's like, oh, it feels like we were just in this room. Yes, an hour ago. Yes, absolutely. Talking kind of the same, the same thing. And I mean, I know you can do that. I mean, how many times does Gordon go meet or Batman go meet Gordon again by the bat signal? You know, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, same location but different motivations and stuff but i'm glad it was omitted on for that reason um but it's something that i think that it does try to that he does try to nail home in the scene and joker scene is that you know the the big the punchline if you will is in saying that batman's afraid that he he feels like they deserved it the victims deserved it and I didn't get that in the movie at, at all. And I know Gordon even says it at one point too to Batman. In yeah. the movie. Like you're talking the about it. Like he just, yeah. Like he deserved it. And I, I didn't necessarily feel that, but I also know for me, uh, you know, my Batman, my Bruce Wayne, like he doesn't think that way. Even if somebody is corrupt and everything, he does not feel like you deserve to die or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, that's just not Batman to me. He's about justice. So I think there's, yeah, I, I think there's part of a, that conflict that he's going through during this arc mm-hmm. of that. Um, he's the Riddler is, is like Batman uh, taking it to the next level. And that's, that's what the, yeah. you know, the, Riddler, the Riddler thinks they're, they're, you know, they're, they're the same they're, they're in it together, you know, <laughs> and there's gotta be a little bit of Batman questioning mm-hmm. 
himself, you know, thinking, because it, it is a little bit of a theme of, you know, Gordon, you mentioned Gordon hits on it. Like uh, you act like um, had it coming, you know, and mm-hmm. what was Batman say? Uh, who's a good cop or a uh, cop, cop, cross what, the cop cross the line. Yeah. So yeah, without any really not much of remorse in that line or sympathies like, yeah, maybe he got what was coming to him. And may, part of that is makes Batman question the whole vengeance thing and what, you know, the, the, that he needs to be more, which we talked about last yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I think he has those thoughts, but that doesn't necessarily make them reality. Yes. Yes. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And it's part of the, the inner struggle he goes on throughout the film that you mentioned. So I don't think he he doesn't care about them. He's definitely somewhat upset about them passing, I would say, because he's trying to prevent them, but he's definitely not reacting in the way where we, I mean, you showed him the only emotion you show for someone's death was Alfred in that one scene raising through the Babble Bill. So it's night and yeah. day reaction. So I think there's a lot of good writing here. Just some things that, that Reeves and, and his other writers gave for the Joker to say, I mean, I like, you know, when he hands him the, he puts in the the files, you know, that's when the Joker talks about his first anniversary, you know, first anniversary is paper, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, you think you, 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 you think I'm that cheap, you know, yeah. <laughs> you think I, you think I get off on this stuff and then your Batman's, you know, like, well, don't you? And he's like, and that's when like Micah pointed out, there's like a, a switch is flipped. And that, at that point, he's all in to mess with Batman at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it says flat out, I know who he is, you know, likes little puzzles, <laughs> like he's been planning this his whole life. You know, he's a nobody who wants to be somebody. So he doesn't know he's got him figured out pretty quick of what, who the person is, what his motivations are, but not necessarily, I mean, not his actual identity, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's personal people who wronged him and, you know, Batman gets around to asking him, uh, you know, why is he writing to me? Maybe he's a fan of yours, which was the case, we find out. Or maybe you're the main course. Um, so I, I like to good he stuff. Says, good it's good dialogue from the Joker. When he starts when he says something about you think that I get off on this, and it's I mean, we, there's quick whips from Batman throughout the movie that we've definitely highlighted, and here it just seems like just like that instantly, and Batman's just quick, like, don't you? But yeah. you know, like there's something he just Pattinson's Batman delivers so matter of fact and like bluntly, but also a little subtle too, in like meanings and delivery and stuff, which is like it's the smallest thing right there of how quickly and he just says, Don't you? And it's almost, yeah. you know, it gets the little like <laughs> from me because like <laughs> classic Batman, you know, <laughs> like, it is. he got you. He got you there. <laughs> I just I love the paired shot of them sitting down at the same time very slowly. Mm-hmm. There's something about that after he says, don't you? They're both bad. You can see Batman's uncomfortability with mm-hmm. being there with the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. He's comfortable. I like how he point, you know, he's giving him all these possibilities of who he is and the motivations and. He says, you know, you're, you're both mask Avengers, you know, and he's, mm-hmm. he's giggling about it, you know? Um, and it's like, he sees, oh, I can get in the Batman's head here because that's when he starts going, he's going to start going into you, you, you're asking yourself if, you know, or you think he, uh, you think he's right. You know, you think he's doing the right thing. Um, or you think he deserved it is what they, what he actually says. But, um, and you're afraid he makes you look soft, <laughs> you know, because there's Batman, something demonic yeah. about this Joker because that, that final switch when he flips to that manipulator, when, when Batman's about to leave and he says, OK, 
when he says okay that change of voice it, it just feels that's when that's when i truly heard like some dark true deep darkness yeah. to that joker i was gonna say i feel like he has he's talking at a higher pitch too throughout it all which you match that with you're already a little unsettled by the, the brief glimpses that we get of him and then he is it just feels like he is talking at at a higher pitch which also feels i mean that feels like it would fit with the joker some um yeah. i mean just comparing the ones before i mean i just obviously i think of of uh heath ledger's and he, you know, he talked in a, in a lot, like deeper, you know, a little lower. And this, this did seem very, and like, even when he laughed, he's like, <laughs> you know, kind yeah. of thing, which is a little, a little nails on the chalkboard-ish, uh, not in a way of like, man, shut it off. But I was like, you're, you're squirmy a little bit in his talking, match that with the looks. And if this is a slow build to, you know, the main course of this Joker, like, gonna be it's gonna be unsettling and different than what we've seen yet i think for sure yeah i, I wonder if what... his laugh at the end was much better than what it was shown in the movie i feel i mm. i really enjoyed it he's it, it's just like i just got wrote in big in my notes big letters ha 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 ha, ha, ha. ha. Yeah. you did <laughs> yeah that's you're writing really, your own joker scene <laughs> he's really he's um he really enjoyed messing with batman mm-hmm. um uh you know he tells him you know, you know how you know, batman is like i want you know how he thinks he goes oh you know how you 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 know exactly how he thinks you know and he's mm-hmm. kind of giggling when he says that you know you're afraid he makes you look soft and i think deep down you think they deserved it and he just bust out laughing because he's like i he came here to get insight and it's like he messed with Batman and Batman's Batman's pissed. You know, he's like getting his stuff and getting the hell out of there. And he he's he's won that confrontation in a way because he's I don't know how much info insight Batman got because the Joker is kind of pointing out, oh, you know exactly how he thinks. You you didn't need to come here. Mm-hmm. You already know. You already know. And it's like it's a joke. It's funny. And that's got to be a little unsettling for Batman as well, because it's he's kind of putting a mirror in front mm-hmm. of Batman. Mirror, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's Nicholson. That, mirror, yeah. <laughs> and that lad, when Joker finally tells Batman what he really thinks, that camera work there is just some mastery of the slow reveal of Joker's <laughs> mouth moving up. You never see his full face. Yeah, you still never see his full face, which is awesome. I love. So there's still something to be excited about if you see barry keegan again do you see think we'll see the effects of the missing paperclip Hmm. maybe in that arkham show or in the batman two or three hopefully it's i mean reeves is too he's too meticulous like he wouldn't he wouldn't be like oops accidentally left a a paperclip out it's like no it's you you know every single frame of your movie that's intentional it's hmm, I got me thinking. I mean, I know it's is any is Reeves or anyone said anything, or has it just been talk, you know, fans pointed it out and then it's become, you know, a fan discussion. I haven't seen anything yeah. about Reeves commenting on it. I mean, you can think you can say maybe he uses it as a weapon, maybe he uses it to help get out of Arkham at some point. You know, I don't know, you know. It could go a variety of ways. Locks. If the Arkham show happens, I could see him, and this could dip onto the Grant Morrison Arkham story of like, you know, out there's the madhouse, like a Joker. He, he and I mean, knowing that he could break out at any moment, and yet he wants to stay in Arkham because that's where Edward Nashton is, and that's where maybe yeah. that's where Crazy Quill is an Egghead. Yeah. So he, it's a <laughs> lot more fun for him to play. You know, it's a it's a big toy box inside of Arkham. Like that could be a cool idea if they do the show for a movie. I don't know. Like I don't know. And I'm just spitballing now, but yeah, um, I don't know. That seems like very Joker and could be cool to see. Yeah. I just think I mean, the bottom line. Yeah, the bottom line with this scene, I thought 
the characterization, the dialogue that they wrote, the 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 uh, interaction between Joker and Batman. I mean, it was just it was very Joker. So that's where I always go with is like, don't don't. It's not really the aesthetic because you know how much people, many people, or how much people freaked out when Heath Ledger's Joker wasn't perma white. You know, back they did. Yeah, oh, I must you, I must have missed that. <laughs> you, you didn't hear about that. No, I didn't. Oh, it was a whole My it bad. was a whole thing, man. A whole ordeal. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I yeah. never guessed. And it's like uh you talk about like like Mr. Freeze or whatever, and I'm like, you know, uh, he, that doesn't define him being frozen, literally frozen doesn't have to define the character. Um you, you so know what the, defines Mr. Freeze? His diamonds. His diamonds, yes. That's, that's, that's the identifier. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but getting back to my point in a roundabout way, it's they nailed the essence of what the Joker is and, and just that little taste of Batman Joker relationship. So I thought it was cool. Even the, the Reeves wanted, we were, we're never going to get like in the dark night, the first time Batman and the Joker meet, you know, this was that they've had a history where like it happens that. going forward. And I like that too. Yeah, they have a history that we can just play with in our heads, and maybe they'll shine some light on it later, like down the road. Yeah, reminisce about it or something. Anyone have any final thoughts before we move on to the Catwoman deleted scene? I think I just gave mine, Ryan. Oh yeah. crap! Um, uh, no, not really. I mean, I'm I'm giving mine. I don't, I don't want to say that there isn't enough here to. I don't think there's enough here that I, I don't think he can be included on your favorite live action Joker list yet. Like there's just not enough context with this one. It was a, a brief deleted scene. And then he's in, you know, he's in silhouette and in shadow in the movie. So um, enough to nibble in hopes that we get a, a full course Joker yeah. meal down the road. Yeah. And I'd be fine not having that in the next movie. And Bill, I know that you've said that plenty too. Um, I think Reeves will, he will include Joker as a main character to try and make a definitive trilogy, but I'm very okay with teasing him. Just teasing. Again. You know, mm-hmm. to just get keep a, teasing him before the. Can we get the big Dukeru? Exactly. Big Dukeru. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to build off what you said, Ryan, uh, when I initially saw. Keegan's Joker in the film and that short clip with the Joker, I was mm-hmm. very hesitant about this version of it. But I will say after this deleted scene, I am sold on this version so far, and I'm very hungry for whatever full full course meal we get later mm-hmm. on, hopefully. Hopefully hey, it's a big hey, bowl of hey, cereal. Hey, don't <laughs> don't be sad. <laughs> I, I didn't know where you were gonna go. I thought maybe you're gonna be your boy. Yeah, no. Martinez. Hey, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, 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 hey, Mr. Wayne. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't be, don't be sad. Don't be sad. <laughs> yeah, you all son right, of a bitch. bitch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> got it. I think we've hit all three now. <laughs> yeah, all right, the trifecta. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get into the Catwoman deleted scene, which um I also watched via Blu-ray and Lauer, cheaped in and watched it I on know. YouTube. I'm ashamed. <laughs> But um, watching it, it's a very short scene. It's probably maybe two minutes, and it's spliced. It just adds a little bit more depth of whenever Catwoman is working as Batman's informant in the Iceberg Lounge. And it's basically just kind of telling how she gets that hospitality card, that black mm-hmm. card, to get access into the 44 below. <laughs> um, and it's Catwoman going and meeting Penguin to get that card. And it shows a different side to the Penguin yeah, kind of a more vulnerable side that we we never really saw in the movie. You definitely could see some insecurities with the penguin in the movie, but I think this adds another layer to that. Um, Reese even goes and goes on to say that the penguin has faced a life of rejection. Um, Bill, how did you feel about this little extra piece, this little nugget? I guess kind of adding another layer to Colin Farrell's penguin. I um. Like during the film, I didn't ever think, how did she get the the key card or whatever to get to the get into the 44 below? So and just in terms of that, I didn't need that explanation. I guess that's I don't know the reason. 
if it was just uh, that was the reason that Reeves was like, okay, I got to cut a couple minutes off in here, and this really doesn't add anything to the overall story. Um, we don't really need to know how she got the key card, but I did like the uh, to see that side of the penguin and just that he's like, you don't, you know, you don't want to go down there. And she says, I, I need, I need the money. I need to go work. I'm going to work downstairs and I need the money, which we know it's, that's not true. She's on a mission for Batman and uh, to get the card. He's just going to try to give her, you need money here. I'll give you some money. You don't need to go down there. So he's got some affection for her and kind of protecting her. Like you don't need to go down there. And, but she's going down there. So there's kind of that where, you know, she can't take his money, even though she needs the money probably because she's got to go down to the 44 below because she's, you know, working, working with Batman because she is part of, she's wanting to find Annika at that point as well. So, um, so, so she's, she's having to reject the penguin, his, his help, uh, which kind of, he, he kind of, it pisses him off, you know, like, what well, yeah, you know, whatever. I think he, he quacks. Wah, 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 wah. Get to yeah. the duck. <laughs> At that point, yeah. So, um, I don't think it would have, he could have kept it in the film and it wouldn't have, I mean, it's two minutes. So, uh, if it was just, if it was just to explain how she got the key, I think a lot of people would have taken it like that, you know, but whatever, I guess I, 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 I liked it, but it, I don't think it had to be in the film. That's really. I would agree with that. I'll throw it over to you now, Ryan. How'd you feel? Um, this is so even the positives that you just said, Bill, this is also, this is one that I'm glad was uh, cut. If they had to cut something that they cut this one. And it's not for lack of seeing Colin Farrell's Penguin. Like, I'm so glad we're getting a show because I want to see Colin Farrell as Oz as much mm -hmm. as possible because he's awesome. Uh, I just kind of feel like what we needed to get um, out of Oswald in this scene, we did get in the movie. Um, his, you know, his line for sure, of you know, like, Falcone's not going to always be around or mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, and I'm going to have people see my... We get that by the end of the movie. Yeah, you do. Exactly. Do you big man eyes? Maybe I am. You know, yeah. uh, we, we get all of that. And so, and Reeves saying like a life full of rejection. I don't know. Like, I feel like we got that. If maybe us, because, you know, we saw comments leading up to the movie or, or the, you know, the, the novel, the junior novel that came out. Like, I don't know if there was something, there's just a snippet of Oz in that too. Like, I don't know. I got all of that. And I didn't necessarily need to know how Selena got down to uh, the below. And in my head, too, it's like, well, if the scene were inserted in the movie, she's just up in the office with Penguin. And she goes right down to the office. And then there's Penguin with Falcone, you know, to where, it, like, to me, it would feel a little bit like, wait, how the hell did he just go? Which, I don't know. Um, I do like the fact of it does show a little bit and I don't think in like some kind of, you know, scuzzy, creepy way that Oz feels towards Selena. But when he says, you know how I feel about you or whatever, I, I feel like it is like a, not like as like a paternal. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think. Like maybe not like paternal, maybe like older brother. I don't know. He does value her, but not in like a creepy way, you know? So yeah. I guess that moment in the deleted scene, I think is pretty good. Um, I that we a, don't necessarily get that in the movie. I got more of a creep thing with Falcon oh, and, and Selena. Oh, then, Falcon, yeah. Yeah. Then Oz and Selena. I, I, I just took it. He was, had some affection for her, kind of protecting her and they go, you need money. Okay. Look, you know, and she's on yeah. money. And you don't need to go down there. I'll, I'll yeah. give you, I'll give you money. It's fine. You don't yeah. need to go down there. So that's kind of what I got. And I was like, okay, that's a, that's a little bit of a good one, but I'm, I don't miss it by not getting it. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, he makes little comments when Batman's in his office in the movie and she comes in, hey, baby, you know, whatever yeah. stuff. And it's like, it, it's fine. So I think 
I don't know. I don't know how like definitely I've already I've revisited the Joker deleted scene a lot more than this one. I don't know how much mm-hmm. I'll revisit this one because I don't feel like I need to. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of depth in the Joker deleted mm-hmm. scene. This one is just kind of straightforward. Yeah. Um uh, a scene that they cut. You know, there's probably other scenes they've cut there's that are similar. But mm-hmm. I get why Reese wanted people to see this because it did show a little little different side of the penguin. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, I mean, we see all kind of different side, you know, hey, Johnny Slick and yeah. And we'll see you, champ. Maybe and, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you, Ryan, where we kind of get everything from this scene just spread throughout the movie. Yeah. You, you, you tell Penguin's insecure about his physical appearances and who he is just spread out mm-hmm. to the Batman. And although I do like this scene, like watching it, I enjoy it. Like, But I, I would agree that it being deleted doesn't bother me at all when compared directly to the other deleted scene, the Joker yeah. one, which I think is just a substantially way greater. And just like my dad said, deeper, this one's, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say shallow, you know, it's not like a foot deep, but it's like, you know, four or five feet, something like that. Yeah. I mean, there. when going through this film, at like, like I have and Ryan did, and all of us have different times going through it each at each scene there's a lot to discuss and break down little things little details and there's a lot of that in the joker deleted scene this one like i said it's just kind of straightforward she's coming Mm -hmm. she's got to get she's got to get the key card uh you see a little different side of oz he's trying to protect her but he ends up getting the card she gets the card he he gives her the card regardless but even though he's kind of put off you know um you know so uh not much depth to it no. And if say. she if she knows about the 44 below, it would make sense that she would have a, access to get down there. I that's I always just so I never assume, even thought about it. You know, I never she, thought about it. And he's, you know, and she's, you know, the club within the club. I thought, you know, I just figured she had been down there, you know, even though even yeah. when Batman, you know, and he goes, no, I work, you know, I work in the bar or, or the, the place about whatever, you know, that's so I just never blinked the eye that she'd have access to it. And she's a thief anyway, so yeah, she could just yeah. steal it. True, it doesn't well, even. Matter. In, I mean, in the movie when she, you know, Penguin and then Falcone even walks by, it's not like either one of them are like, "What are you doing down here?" It seems like yeah, this is, she goes down here, like she's yeah. down here. So there isn't really much of a. There's no unanswered question. Well, some on, of the girls, some of the girls knew her, and she knew them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. It's okay. Yeah, I would yeah. agree, Ryan. That it does kind of dilute when you when you see Penguin down there. Hey, let's keep it festive down here. Yeah. Later on, with <laughs> yeah, Home. I th- I think that's definitely um, one of the reasons why he cut it. It's just that we didn't need to see how she got the card, and we're going to see the Penguin come down with Falcon right after that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's why Reeves is a good. Penguin has so many great lines in this movie. He does. He? Yes. He, would, he almost steals the show. And that's why I'm looking forward to the Penguin series so much. Yeah. yeah I would agree. Because it's, it's tasty, according to Colin Farrell. What are you showing me? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we, saw, we saw just enough of him where it wasn't, he didn't like overpower the Riddler scenes. And it was just enough where I just want more. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. He was in it more than I thought he was going to be, but definitely did not overstay his welcome. He talked because yeah. Colin Farrell talked like, you know, I only shot for so many days. And I'm only in this, but he feels like he's in the film, he's, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I mean, he's because you see him at the end, you know, when he's staring out of Falcon's from Falcon's office throughout the mm-hmm. window of Gotham. So his office. Yeah. His office now until. Maroney shows up. What's a spoiler alert? Did, did they ever <laughs> say who they casted as Maroney? Because you see him at the beginning of the movie on the TV, getting arrested I have, or getting moved from like. The I court do. Case n- I don't know. I can't answer that. Ryan, do you know, sir? No, I didn't. No, I don't think they've had. I don't, I don't think they've that's the only time you technically see him. But it's I think very that out it's of focus. I say I think it's enough that they can totally recast and. 
it's it's more more of like an extra in that role you know to a certain extent and they can get whoever somebody with a bigger name if they want that definitely i think we're gonna the dark knight is so legendary batman's holding him off a tip you're gonna intimidate a guy choose what do you say choose a higher vantage point or something yeah they fall like this They ain't going to kill me. From one professional to another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm counting on it. It's the only time still squirm. At, just at a sound effect. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. I'm excited to see Maroney. Hopefully he's got some legendary lines as well to bounce off from Penguin in the show. But, yeah. Oh, I guess we'll just move into, like, overall thoughts of both scenes. I thought it was kind of weird. I... I thought about this after watching them yesterday where both scenes kind of show a, a characters that are marked by their physical appearances. And yeah. while one with the Joker completely owns it and uses it to manipulate people, the penguin is still kind of, he kind of wears those scars on his sleeve where he's still insecure about it. So two different paths. Yeah, for sure. I, I think overall, and Ryan has said it. We've all said it, I think, here. A um, lot more depth to the Joker thing. That's, that is a scene I can watch. Just put it, even if you go to YouTube and just I want to watch it or even watch it with Reeves' commentary because Warner Brothers YouTube has both versions uh, you can access. It's just, it's. I like watching it because I feel like it's it's classic Batman Joker. So that is something I will watch again. It's something I would even like. I have not done this, I, but I'm thinking about. I, I want to do it. I want to watch because how long have we been doing this, Ryan? Since April or whatever, somewhere around there. We still, or whenever in June. But I haven't seen the whole film. Let's count back seventeen. Beginning weeks. <laughs> to end in a long time. Uh-huh. And I've said, okay, I want to watch it, and then after the the morgue scene, go back, watch the Joker cut scene and then go back and pick up the movie and just kind of watch it watch the movie with that with that scene and insert it into it so the next time i watch it fully i am going to do that i'm there i don't know if i to add anything but but because i've seen it i've watched this scene i don't know 10 times probably so but it'd just be kind of cool to see see it in the order it would have been in the film and you mr lauer overall thoughts I don't know what I watched or what I read that talked about when DVDs hit the scene, that's when deleted scenes became a thing and the amount of importance that have been put on the pressure of deleted scenes. And that's a selling point. That's a marketing point. And then the amount of disappointment when people watch the deleted scenes and would be like, oh man, the deleted scenes, they aren't very good. And it's like, yeah, that's why they were deleted scenes. Because <laughs> they don't need to be in the movie. But I think there's an absence. I totally respect. Um, Nolan didn't want to include deleted scenes. He's like, this is the movie. This is the final exactly. Product, period. Yeah. And I, yeah. I totally get that. And I respect that. I know there were little clips that we saw in trailers and stuff, especially with Heat's Joker um, that we never saw. And we probably will never see. And that's too bad because I just want to see a little bit more. Um Reeves, it's going to be a different experience, I think, um, as we've already started to see. And I'm not saying better or worse. I'm just going to say it's different and fun to be a fan because we got two deleted scenes that I, I did not mind watching, uh, which is which is cool. I'm not in any mode of regret of like, damn it, why was it deleted? It should have been in the movie or anything. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. But this is a fun, a fun extra um, that one of them could be really fun to revisit in the future when we get more. Uh, And maybe we view it a little differently. Maybe it um, feels better in the future when we go back and rewatch this and stuff. I don't know, but uh, it's fun, a fun extra in the end. It's definitely, it's, it's the fan. It's the Batman fan in Reeves saying, I shot this really cool scene with the Batman and the Joker at Arkham and Barry Keegan is awesome. You, you got to see this, you know, you got to see it. I mean, and I mean, it, it, and, and I don't, you know, uh, kneel at the altar of Matt Reeves, but it's kind of like, you know, some respect too of 
it feels like his decision to pull the scene. Like he pulled a Batman and Joker scene out of his movie mm-hmm. because it just we the movie works better without it in the movie. And then mm-hmm. going into like you just said, Villa of Life, but we shot it, it's done, it's a cool, fun extra, and it's released. I think that's that's pretty awesome. It's almost wrong to call them deleted scenes because they're both canon. I mean, Matt Reeves has talked that they mm-hmm. both happened, like they're real things that happened in this universe. Mm-hmm. While there are all these other scenes that they probably shot that are actually would be labeled as deleted scenes that we'll never see. So I like Larry compared it to right? how yeah, bonus. No, no, like no one, how no one viewed his film versus Matt Reeves being more of a comic book fan where this is kind of like, you know, this is a a panel you missed in the movie. Yeah. There and I think it's cool that they released it like while the movie was still in yeah. the theater, not just, oh, you have to buy the Blu-ray to see it. I think that was really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I'm a fan. But yeah, I don't really I have anything else to say about it i think you guys really yeah well we're down what to happens the credits, in the chapter basically. by chapter hit yeah. the nails on the head every time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we hit our bingo uh i mean we, we had we had good stuff so there you go martinez <laughs> even made a made a cameo martinez so. <laughs> came in yes bach was here y'all, y'all showed up who's the who's the one scene in the where there's apartment and I'm like hit the evidence you know, we got that yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> what about Chain Evidence? Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see more GCPD uh, characters. <laughs> some more, some new rookies or something. I don't know. I don't know where you can go. They've already peaked. <clears throat> Tough act to follow with Martinez and company. It is. Yeah. Martinez really had an arc over the movie, didn't he? He did. He did. He went yeah. from uh, you freak, you know, with Batman to I mean, he's like they're partnering up at, at the, in the in the Joker's the Joker, the Riddler's apartment. You know, that's a tough. So he's kind of like what this version of Montoya kind of could be. Yeah, in a way. I'm surprised yeah. uh, Reeves didn't include the deleted scenes of uh, Martinez and Batman skipping in a montage with Bat, my best friend, playing in the background. <laughs> that, <laughs> give me, give me that one, Reeves. Yeah, but I, I respect him. He gave us the Joker one. So, hey, <laughs> Mr. Wayne, now it's gonna be hey, yeah. Batman, <laughs> Batman. I was hoping one of these deleted scenes eventually would have been something with Alfred. Because I feel like Alfred's one thing I wish we would have got towards the end of the movie. Just seeing him one more time. I think I'm really interested. Uh, in the art of the Batman book, we did see art of interior GCPD and not just with the holding cell and the hallway. Like we the big common police desks and stuff in the art of the Batman book. And I must have missed that apparently there was an image of of jeffrey Wright's gordon in that room that was kind of released and i just saw it the other day because you know on twitter and somebody made some random you know gordon statement and i'd never seen that picture before and i was like oh so they're hmm i wonder if they really did make i'm not saying that i need it but it's just just interesting because i, I did like the look and the art of the batman book uh, uh the the storyboard are of that kind of like where alfred where they left it with Alfred and Bruce because it gives gives me something to look forward to and seeing what the relationship is now in the next film. There'll be mm-hmm. more. We've seen a little bit, just little snippets of Alfred helping Bruce, but this one, I think, you know, he there's been a turning point with the relationship. So it'll be it'll be good to see God, where, where that so evolves fun watching this bruce wayne do a press conference <laughs> i hadn't thought about that uh that would be i know bruce wayne and the batman that would be pretty awkward press conference yeah i mean that sounds so boring pre- a press yeah. conference but in this sense with this bruce oh it's gonna be awesome yeah i think i told you bill that Pattinson's interview on Jimmy Kimmel. I could see that that being his. I don't know. That could be public Bruce Wayne. Pattinson, the way he does his interviews on. He's a good interview for uh, TV because he's 
he's doing bits and he's doesn't take anything very seriously. So, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't work out. I don't know if you guys ever heard about that. Uh, <laughs> hit a BOSU ball and a, and a mm-hmm. one dumbbell, one yeah. five time dumbbell. $25 million on uh, computer effects to give him abs and muscles. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. And, you know, the, and the Black Adam, they actually use CGI to make The Rock look less big, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> In certain scenes, they actually I, did that. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Mr. Rock, um, <laughs> you're too big. We got to CGI you down, sir. Yep. You're getting down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we don't get out of here, we're probably going to talk forever. I'm going to. I guess for the rest of the day for me, play a little Gotham Knights, which just came out not long ago. It is a new technically Batman game out. It's okay, just to say the least. And uh I'm hopefully watch the Mavericks win later today. So did um have you played any of the Gotham Knights? Yeah, I played a decent amount of hours of Gotham Knights. It's okay. It's basically exactly what I thought it was going to be. Okay. And there's a lot of very like techie, nerdy stuff game gamer stuff i could get into right now but it's it's a it's a whole other thing that people are say, upset about um the sheriff ryan haas i've been waiting for him to tell me what he thinks and he's withhold withheld his thoughts um, yeah he, so I'm actually he finally added me i guess we're close enough friends now where he added me on playstation <laughs> so we're gonna get in there together and co-op as whoever he plays as his best friends well uh, i have an idea here's an idea you can you and Haas can do a Ramy review of Gotham Knights, and then yeah. we can end up putting it on Batman on film. Yeah, I got a page and a half of notes already about this game. Okay. All right, so there you go. Yeah, okay. All right, let's any, get uh, out of here. Any last comments, That's guys? It. Get out of here. That's I like it. Batman. That's all I got. I like okay. the Batman. So there we go. What about what about plugins, Ryan? What you got next? Oh my goodness, um, I'm sending Bill later today. The next episode of Batman Animation with our our pal, our Ooxus friend, Peter Vera, the Ooxus champion, uh, where we talk to the Batman, the animated series, um, Grundy's Night, because it's a Halloween episode. Uh, awesome, awesome episode. Perfect viewing this time of year. It only takes up 21 minutes of your time if you've never watched it. So highly recommend you track that down. It's on HBO Max. Uh, season two, episode 11. But anyways, sending that bill today. So ch- uh, yeah, just check the podcast feed. It might already be available by the time you're listening to me plug it. Uh, and then my podcast, The Batman Book Club, that both of you guys have been on a few times and will be asked to be on again in the future. Most recent episode is with Peter Vera, uh, where we talk um, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sales, Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween special, Ghosts. So uh, that's on BOF. Uh, or wherever you listen to podcasts and then on bof i have a review for sean murphy's batman beyond the white knight number six that just came out this past tuesday so there you go <laughs> just go to bof <laughs> in yeah, the just go to batman there. <laughs> yeah do you have anything to plug in bill besides obviously batman on film just go to batman on film that's all i got <laughs> go to batman uh find all those shows ron talked about them the um the bat Manimation, Batman. I I have to really slow down to say that because my mush mouth Southeast X accent comes out. Batmanimation. Those those shows have been really really uh, fun to do and fun to listen to because I'm not haven't been on all of them. So Mike has did one with Hobby on Batman Beyond the the original the the two part. Uh, debut episode, yeah, I should rebirth. say, and then it ended up being they call it the, the Batman Beyond movie. You can get it as the movie, so yeah, I like those. So check those out. Just besides the the podcast, the chapter by chapter, and the social art and stuff like that. that's all I got. Let's go Batman on film. Yeah, yeah. From myself, you can find everything I do. More than likely linked to Batman on film or on my YouTube channel for your review. But with that. And now it's a Rachel. We'll take us out of here. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the BOF Social Hour, Jet's official vlog and podcast on Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. Follow the BOF newsfeed on Twitter at the Batman on Film. For Jet and everyone at BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Authoritative, definitive, the original. 
Batman on Film, established in 1998. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.